0: What's up? What up dog? How
1: those levels sound sus?
0: all right this is podcast number two with with patrick ridge and Wickham silva
1: um, we got we got pete on camera today
0: yeah it's it was a good day we it's had some podcast. technical difficulties yeah um, pat
1: forgot some gear it's all good we you know i mean and Sus prevailed we came through we're, we're just cry. getting it done
0: <laughs> we're getting it done we got two sure mics we're in my fucking living room we got the task cam which is being replaced by a sound card very soon mm. We tried to film the first one. Well, the first one we did, we didn't even fucking record. We had a great conversation. We didn't even fucking record. Absolutely it. amazing. It was devastating. And then we
1: tried to recreate it the next one and just like wasn't the same. And like, but it's okay. Well, we got, we got, so you say, we got like fucking, we got a good setup now.
0: But Wickham's girlfriend just called him and was like, where are you at? Because what? It's fucking, it's 12 30 a.m. Pete just showed up from filming a wedding. What's the Wi-Fi? Uh, the Wi-Fi is Ridge Satan 666. So in case anyone ever comes to my house, which probably every single person listening to all 20. <laughs> the whole Probably is. all 20 of you that are listening to this have been to my house or are gonna come to my house again. And another really cool thing about this is we can literally just do podcasts in this living room with Whatever guest happens to be here at the time. Yeah. And I I feel like that's one of the cool things about this because we're always having engaging conversations in this house about interesting things. But Wickham's girlfriend called and I said, it's always better to be busy than, which this is kind of funny because she'll probably listen to this, but
1: it's always not. If I tell her it's about her, she'll listen to it.
0: Yeah. It's always better to be like busy and like, and, 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 and pursuing your dreams. And um, then the dude calling the girl going, when are you going to be home? (laughs) Or I miss you. Which basically is how I've actually low key been sounding a lot lately because I have set up my life in a way where I can spend time with. Veronica and for the first five years of our or the first you know seven years of our relationship I was on the road with Hypercrush a lot and like she was I was like literally told her you come second like whatever you told like, her that straight up how did she take that she was like I get it
1: Whoa. It was like, I'm going, I'm winning. Well, well Jesse's kind of, she's supportive of it. Like, but she like, shouldn't say that. Well, I didn't say that, Like, but we'll have time set apart for us, and I'll get kind of carried away. On like a, like I'll just get on Final Cut and start editing something, Yeah. and she won't say anything. And then like she'll start working on stuff, and then I'll be like, why are you working on stuff? This is our time. And she's like, right. well, you started working on something, so I did. And i was yeah. like, why don't you just tell me to stop? And she's like, I don't ever want to tell you to stop. <laughs> That's really
0: fucking dope. And I think that's important to value each other and like respect each other's dreams and stuff. But it's not good to shit on your partner the way I did for a long time because she became resentful and like is like, there's been a lot of like, well, now it's my turn, motherfucker, you know? And like I'm getting my, and it's like some
1: pent up resentment.
0: I don't know. It's like, yeah, but it wasn't just about like being on the road and like recording music all the time. And like, it was more about like my mindset, like I need to get it, I need to win or else I'm shit. Like yeah. my success is directly related to like my, like the my um, who I am as a man, you know, which is like insane. And I think that's always gonna be a recipe for f- disaster and failure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I base a lot of my self-esteem and self-image on that.
0: I'm sure you do, and it's most like, men do.
1: Our culture has,
0: you know, set, us, set, set, us, set that up. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: like that's my thing in a way. And it's like, if I don't have that, I'm not, like, I don't know, you know? And then yeah. you know, and then if you do fail, which is inevitable, then, then what do you do? If your whole identity is based around success. Well, let me ask you a better question.
0: What happens when you win? Are
1: you it always? feels it feels good for a little bit and then you just go back. Okay, so so just so, you, so you just po-
0: you just pose the question, if I fail, what do I do, right? Okay, well, let's
1: play this tape out. Let's say you win. What do you do then? It never like you I'm never like wow, I've arrived. It's like what do never. I do next? And, and not, only like, that, next?
0: not only that, but like the more you get, the more responsibility Comes More money, more problems. That's that fucking, you know, that Biggie song. I mean, it's fucking true. It's like the more you get, the more busy you are, the more responsible. It's like, you know, those dudes that own those big yachts. Well, not that we know anyone, but like, you yeah. know, you see these crazy yachts and you're like, oh my God, if I just fucking could have that yacht. Was- then I'll be okay. Okay. But the dude that like owns that yacht is like literally on the yacht, like making deals on the phone or he never gets to go on the yacht cause he's so fucking busy all the time. It's like Jordan Peterson talks about like these guys, they're not like sitting back on a fucking lounge chair with a cigar in their mouth. Like they're like working all the time.
1: You, you know about the $75,000 rule? It's, uh, it's that there's a, there's, a cor- like, there's a line graph where it's uh, on one side, it's how much money you make a year mm. and how happy you are. And it starts at like low, like 30, like 20, 10. And then it goes up, 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 up. And then it peaks at about 70,000, $75,000. Mm-hmm. And after that 90, 80,000, 90,000, it just drops hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, so, hundred thousand, 200,000 just drops.
0: So basically like if you're making like 70 grand a year, you're like, you have enough time to be happy. Yeah.
1: But, well, if, but it's like, it's making, the perfect balance between yeah. responsibilities and money.
0: But, like, nobody that's making more than that has enough time to be happy because they're just, like, grinding all the fucking time trying to win.
1: Yeah, because then you have...
0: Yeah. Pete just chimed in. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, like, having a chill little spot with, like, a person you love and, like, a job that you, like, enjoy to do, whether that's fucking ride horses or... I mean, maybe you like digging trenches. Maybe you like installing lights like my brother. Maybe you, find, you can find passion and love in anything you do. If you can do that, obviously you fucking...
1: So then what's, the, what's, what's behind this need to be great that you and I both struggle with? Well,
0: I think it's insecurity for one. Right. And it has a lot to do with our dads because they probably were afraid that we weren't going to win. So they put a lot of pressure on us because they didn't want us to struggle the way they did. And then in turn by them, like being so afraid of us not succeeding. Like we have this like deep down, like feeling of like, like we're never going to be good enough because they just wanted to like take care. It's all about insecurity and like, isn't no, that cr- That's funny. No, you're, you're totally right. Because like, I actually just kind of like had that epiphany like right now. What? That my dad was probably afraid I wasn't going to succeed. And that's why he pushed me as hard as he did. Because he just wanted me to have a good life, but didn't realize that by pushing me so hard, that would cause me to be, have this like deep-seated insecurity and like yeah. feeling of not, not being good enough. Wow. Which kind of fucks me up. It's like a balance, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I relate cause I'm first generation Sri Lankan. So my parents are from a third world country. Right. So they came here to like, give me a good life, you know, Yeah, like fucking engineer, doctor, whatever. And, uh, like the first time I told them I'm going to film school, they're like, you know, but then they like kind of, they saw that I like had like, something Good luck, and then, You're never going to yeah, fucking make exactly. it. Exactly. And they were like so disappointed. And then, but now they're, now they're like my biggest fans. So they kind of grew, but, but, well, but that doesn't take away the pressure that they put on me as a kid. You know what I mean? To be that one, you know? And like, I think that pressure still lingers in me and that might be what's behind this need to be great.
0: Yeah. Plus our society and our culture doesn't help it or any of the fucking rappers you listen to. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to forget this thought I just had, which is that being a videographer or like making films nowadays isn't what it was back then. It's a lot more feasible to make money doing it because of the oversaturation of independent businesses and their need for content, which is a direct, you know, which is directly related to how me and Tim, a couple of knuckleheads were able to start a video production company and actually be semi successful doing it considering how reckless
1: we are. Have you ever heard, uh, so, okay. So I heard this story about Tiger Woods about, it was about like validation and like this need that like athletes and like the biggest greats and like icons and music movies were ever have. And it was a psychologist. He was talking about like men's need for validation and that like men cheat in their relationships for validation and women cheat because of neglect. And he was talking about Tiger Woods. And he said that, so Tiger Woods was a little kid and his dad was like, was like the one who got him into golf and was pushing him and pretty much when you're trying to make your son a great like that, what you're telling him is like, if you could hit this stick and then to hit this ball with this stick into that hole really good, then you'll be okay, right? And then so Tiger would spend his whole life like hitting hitting the ball into the hole. Right. And like, I'm going to be good. Then I'll be okay. Then I'll be okay. And he became one of the best golfers of all time. Right. Mm -hmm. But what his father failed to do was that when you tell him that once he hits the ball into the hole, then you'll be okay. What you're telling him is that he's not okay now. Right so then he never learns how right. to be okay now yeah which is cra- and he never he, he'll never maybe he'll never know yeah. cuz now and then he was talking about how like all his mistresses were blue eyes blonde hair just like his wife they all looked exactly the fucking same and it was this validation that like cuz he yeah. can never give it to himself cuz he was never taught how to give it to himself so basically
0: tell your kids that they're okay even if they fail
1: yeah i mean but
0: then that kind of is reinforcing this idea of like a participation trophy, which is not good either because like learning to lose is important too. And knowing
1: that you lost. And I mean, I don't know what this fucking like these old people are always talking about millennial. Okay. First of all, I'm not millennial. I'm Gen Z, but they're always talking about millennials and the participation trophies. Me and neither of my friends, when we got participation trophies, we like dope. We got our participation trophy. Right. We are all like, yeah, Fuck, I don't dude, really this know. is bad. Like this sucks. Yeah, Simon Sinek. It was almost worse than getting nothing. <laughs> yeah,
0: Simon Sinek talks about that. That was that millennial thing that I was. T- t- he has a lot of really good points in that talk, but yeah, that participation trophy one is not one that I identify with, and I don't really know what he's talking about when he when he references that. But I do think that there is a, a problem with like oversensitivity in like young kids, and like just like instant validation. Cause we get it from the, from the phone. And he was talking about like how the phone is like, it's a drug and it releases dopamine when you get likes and you can swipe left, swipe right. You can order shit right away. You get what you want right away. And we're used to that, which diminishes like the importance of like having face time with people. And like kids are more afraid to like confront other people and like
1: they can I, hide behind. I understand. And but Gary V talks about that, and he's like, like he's talking about these parents who are mad at their kids for being on their iPads all day, and they want them to go outside. And then Gary V's is just like, "What the fuck world do you think your kids are going to be in? Where they're going to be outside playing with fucking sticks?" Yeah, it's a no, different it's gonna, world. it's a different world, man. It
0: is, and there are pros and cons to all of it. Like, there's, it's not all bad, or and all and good.
1: like sensitivity wise, like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't uh, condone oversensitivity, but I feel like sensitivity, quote unquote, is a byproduct of a more aware generation. Like we're more aware Mm. of our feelings and how we feel, right? Like you were talking about how like you felt like a bitch telling your girl, oh, I love you. I miss you. And I don't know about, I I can't speak for anyone in my generation, but like, I don't feel demasculated saying those things. Mm.
0: That's dope. And that's a good thing. And I think it is important on some level for people to be sensitive. And I and I, and I don't consider it like Gus once, like one time we were in this like group text about like a movie thing. And like Gus was like, you're so sensitive. And like, I like low key brought that up to my therapist and he was like, dude, what's wrong with being sensitive? Yeah. And I literally couldn't, I didn't have an answer as to what was wrong with that. And then, I was listening to a podcast uh, uh, with Gabor Mate and Joe Rogan and Gabor Mate was talking about how artists are oversensitive and that's what makes... Or they're very sensitive, not overs... I mean, there's no such thing as like a perfect amount of sensitivity, but that's what makes artists good at art.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Which is a positive. But, you know, when you hold on to shit for too long and everything is just... I know. mean, you can go, sometimes there's can go too far. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel did. like a lot
1: of people, younger people go a little bit too far with the sensitivity, you know, like yeah. taking offense to like the white house correspondence dinner, like just getting offended off of shit that like you shouldn't be offended by, you know what I mean? And like taking it too far and like it affecting your whole identity because someone said this, like that's too much.
0: Yeah. So there was a, there was a uh, Florida, there was another shooting, today what in florida are you serious yeah i know i just heard about it we we're at veronica's parents house and he was veronica's dad the russian was drinking while he was talking about how there was another shooting today
1: how many people died
0: i don't know i feel like retarded not even knowing i mean it, it, about it, this but there was a shooting that happened today in australia,
1: in australia. seven, dead. seven wow. dead wow so it wasn't in america
0: Australia's worst shooting
1: since 1990- wait, wait 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 hold
0: up hold Australia's up, hold up. worst shooting since 1996 yeah,
1: but how's that Australia's to- worst shooting since 1996 leaves 7 dead who? in Perth who? Australia Personal.
0: How old was the kid who killed them? Uh, uh, kid Oh wait
1: no. So this like this type of shit Yeah what's your what's your thoughts on the school shooting situation like well, I, I, don't, I don't
0: I don't I'm I mean first of all I, I just want to make sure that, like, and this might sound really stupid, but, like, this type of shit that's happening, like, this wasn't happening yeah. 50 years ago. It's a new thing. This is a new thing.
1: What do you so think it is? Like been, why, why? Well, I mean, I
0: listen to Joe Rogan a lot, and there's been a lot of, you know, speculation about, like, what we're talking about, oversensitivity and over-prescription, overprescribing meds. Which is something that we were talking about last time. Why antidepressants are important, but then also there's another side of it that's like, if you go to the doctor, they just like are immediately handing out a, a, a um, you know, a medical solution to like what could possibly be a physical or emo- like something that could be f- like i think always exhaust like you could
1: fix it like you could fix their circumstances and yes. help them rather than just throw pills at yeah, them yeah so
0: if you're fixing all your problems with a pill at what point are you not going to be able to cope with anything you know and then and then it's like it's like joe talks about killing a bunch of people is literally like flipping a the board monopoly. game
1: it's flipping
0: it wasn't out of school.
1: It, it wasn't out of school, it was found in, a, in, a, in a, uh, someone's home. But a family of seven, including four children, was found dead with gunshot wounds Friday at a rural property in Southwest, Southwest Australia in what could be the country's worst shooting in 22 years.
0: So it's happening in Australia too, I mean, no you're good
1: i Um, think i think it's uh yeah i think i agree it's flipping the monopoly board i think it's a societal sickness and i mean i feel like no matter how much how many times these shootings i feel like bullying is a big part of it dude and like like i feel like no matter how many maybe now it's changed since i've been in high school but shootings were going on when i was in high school and i knew this one kid we fucking dude, we like I knew a couple of kids like we just fucking bagged on them hard, dude. Mm. Like I felt bad for them and I participated in it, dude. It's right. just like fucked up and we've all done it. It's and almost we, like you're getting bullied into bullying. Yeah, like if you don't bully them, you're not cool. Yeah. And if you don't bully them, then you you have, there's a risk that you'll be bullied. Like it's just Yeah. It sucks. Like bullying is a fucking problem.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a weakness and it's it's a sign of insecurity and that 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 you would be bullying or get sucked into bullying. I, I remember I would always be like the dude that would want to go against the grain and like stand up for that person, you know, and really like not give a fuck if I was the person getting bullied. Like, I don't know. It's it's definitely some bitch ass shit. And
1: people are incapable of like, I think that's, that's what we should look at. You know, like this is like, yeah. Like why people like, like that's the problem is the bullying. It's like, we feel the need to, you feel better about yourself when you bully someone. That's that's
0: yeah. But it's also like just this weird thing about like teaming up and just like, it's almost like a social awkwardness that you can't deal with. So you just like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like when people feel the need to say something negative or talk shit, like, because they, it's like, I got this information. Like, why is it gossip? So popular? Like, it's like you have information that like someone else might want to know, or like you feel.
1: You feel, you feel like you're the guy. Like I'm the guy with all the information, all the dirt on everything.
0: Yeah, and you feel special because you have information that someone else might want to know and you can't just have a conversation about something positive. Yeah, I, I think this would be a good question for Jordan Peterson. Although they have talked a lot about this type of shit and I feel like there's not a lot of talk about like what it is about the actual bullying not the person getting bullied and how that affects them but why do people want to talk shit or team up with each other and like pick on someone and then why would it be hard for someone to go against the grain and like stand up for that one person
1: yeah that i
0: guess makes sense it's because they don't want to be like the outsider like go against people
1: yeah i mean i i mean i feel I, I, like, I found one of the kids that we used to bully in high school's Instagram. Instagram. And I go on it, he's just like, he's just like an innocent, like, dude. Like, he, you know what I mean? He's just like a harmless fucking guy. Yeah. He doesn't do anything to hurt anyone. You know what I mean? He's not even resentful about it. He's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. It, and it's it just makes me feel so bad. I'm just like, why the fuck did we do that? Yeah. <clears throat> one thing I've actually been
0: trying to like be more conscious of is like, just not just like definitely not talking badly about anyone else. And that's actually something Tim's really good at. That's one of the reasons that I love him. And Veronica too, like she like, I don't know. I I think that's a really great quality to have, like to not speak negatively about other people. Mm. And, And to take that even further, it's like just to not be negative about anything because there's always two ways of looking at things, right? Like, first of all, any negative experience can be seen as an opportunity for growth. And also, there's an equal amount of positive things to look at as there are negative things. I just think that for so long, I've been drawn to the negative and the darkness, which would explain why I have like, you know, satanic images in my house and like, yeah, that's that's um, you know death metal art and upside down crosses and like punk rock and a picture of Danzig over there and it's like I've just always been drawn to like dark like Skeletor. Is that true, Pete? Dude, me and Pete both. It was Metallica, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. I mean, I mean my my I didn't like He Man. I liked Skeletor. I always liked the villain. I don't know. That's just, but, 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 but changing that—that that can actually cause you pain. And but I has. feel
1: like you're like a positive person, though.
0: Well, I, well, this is the new character that I've been trying to build because that, uh. that, that dark character didn't serve me, and it caused me to bottom out and end up in fucking rehab. Yeah. You know. I feel it. It's like, you know, it's like. Yoda, it's like star, that's why I love Star Wars so much because like that analogy of like the darkness and like the light, like like the dark side is very enticing and it can be super powerful. And like, you can get a lot out of that, but the force like Yoda talks about, like that positive energy, it's a pot. It's, it's a little bit harder to go that way, but it yeah. always will win. You know, the light will always win. It's always going to be more powerful. And like, you know, like Kanye says, love conquers all. That's not a Kanye quote, but he was saying it in that last. And it kind of sounds corny, but like, shit, I know from firsthand experience. Like, So have you ever been bullied? Actually, yeah. The other night I was riding my motorcycle behind my high school. I don't know if you saw that on my story. Um, I, I, it was, I, sometimes I like to just cruise I by know, I've at, noticed uh, Agora high school and like reminisce. And I remember like, yeah, for sure. Because I was a person in high school that people felt I threatened you by were cool. No, I for sure was. And that's why certain people fucked with me. Like Ryan Dennis threw a rock through my window.
1: Keith, so you were like, cool and bullied simultaneously.
0: Yeah. Like, like even Aaron, like fucking you know, he, but was that like, homie, Like no, like, no, uh, that was like him, like fucking with me, prank calling me, trying to bully me. And like, but the thing is, is I, I, I would just always be confused. Like, why, why is Mike Krim prank calling me? Why is, why, why is Keith like breaking into my house, trying to like steal my weed? Like, why are these people throwing rocks through my windows? Like, why are they like, like, I didn't understand like why they didn't like me and it was fucked up, but I always had like a lot of what, friends. What about when you
1: were a kid? Um, cause I feel like that's where it starts. Was it, was it physical, verbal or relational bullying?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I was in a body cast in third grade in a wheelchair. And like my brother had to like take me to the bathroom. Like it was a fucked up, like really fucked up traumatic experience. So like, I think that I had a lot of insecurities around like being in a body cast. And then like I had braces on and I walked like Forrest Gump for six months and it was like a whole thing. Mm. But I don't really remember people bullying me, although they did have the opportunity to, because I don't
1: know. Yeah. I I had. I've had some experiences of being the bully and then also being bullied. Like, uh, in elementary school in like the fourth grade, it got to the point where I didn't want to go to school anymore. Wow. From one of my friends. Right. And, uh, and then in like high school, I, when I started to, to delve into like drugs and alcohol and stuff, um, I was starting to realize that, I had a problem with drugs and alcohol and i would usually make an asset of myself in public you know and an ass of yourself yeah and like um so i would get like bullied too in high school too like mm-hmm. i for sure was not cool in high school which is probably it was for sure more in middle school it was pretty gnarly middle school mm-hmm. but in high school uh yeah i was i was not cool i had i was like for, like, before I started getting drugs and alcohol, I was fine. Like, I got along with everyone. I was, like, class clown. And, like, then I started getting drugs and alcohol, and people didn't even know I went to the school anymore. I totally changed as a person, like, completely, like, couldn't function. And uh, I ended up getting um, expelled, and I and I finished at a continuation school, and then I got sober, and then I went to college, and I was completely different by the time I was in college. I, like, had sobriety and the 12 steps, and I was, like, different. And I was, like – and then – I started like a career and then like I worked at Ridge and now I, I'm like, i like people see my stories and I'm like doing shit on sets. And now the same people from high school are like watching the stories. Mm-hmm. I don't even follow them. Right. And there's like a part of me that like wants to impress them mm-hmm. still for sure. And like still like stay. now, now guys look at me. I'm cool now. Yeah. You know? Stay away from that. I know. And it's like, it's kind of some fucked up shit, man. Cause it's like, yeah, like and like, I still want the validation from these people. Yeah, I fucking I hear you. you so, so you guys use the alcohol and drugs to seek val- validation from people, so you can like. I feel like I've been seeking validation from people before, after, and during. Yeah, that I never used drugs and alcohol to
0: seek validation. I just did drugs because they made me feel good. You know? Yeah. but I mean, everyone has. A different story and then it stops to make you feel good after you time. yeah i mean that should only for 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 an alcoholic that shit only works for as long as it works and then it starts to take a toll mm-hmm. yeah. what, what's that saying um it works till it doesn't the party it's yeah it's 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 a party until it's not a party anymore or something
1: yeah yeah but um it's fun until it's not fun i feel yeah but i feel i feel like my little like taste of bullying i can understand why someone would shoot up a school i'm not saying i would and i never have thought of doing that but like
0: Wait, you're saying I can, saying understand,
1: I can understand being ostracized. Like when you're in high school, you're in like a mini society. You're saying your taste of from being bullied. Yeah, you could understand why someone yeah, would be so man. fucking mad. That yeah, they would, dude, yeah. people are fucking dicks. Yeah, like 100%. especially in high school, dude. Like it's like being ostracized from like yeah. a society like that. Like it's rough. Yeah, it's you know not I mean? just
0: being bullied though. You know, it's like feeling like you could never win the overwhelming feeling of life and school and like picking a career. It's hard shit. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, the Misfits, like Danzig said, like being a teenager is not easy.
1: Yeah. It's super
0: hard. Like I was like, what's that lyric from the Misfits song about being a teenager, not dying. If you're not, if you're a teenager, if you make it through your teenage years, how did I make it through my teenage years? He says that Glenn Danzig, Misfits.
1: Yeah. Or like Adam's song, Blink-182, like just like, yeah. you know? It's fucking hard. It's hard.
0: And, and, and looking back on it, knowing what we know now, it doesn't seem so hard, but when you're there, so knowing hard. what you know then, which is you're not emotionally equipped. Yeah.
1: And there, it's so hard to like, Cause when you're in high school, it's hard to see beyond that, that there's a life after, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I didn't even get to go to my prom, you know? Like oh, I, really? yeah. Cause I got expelled before I could go. But, um, but I like, I have a lot of regrets. Dude. Like I never like lived, I never like Why lived you high go school because I was expelled before I could go. Uh, and like, but I have a lot of regrets too. It like, is like, I can't like, I wish I spent high school just like having fun with my friends and like chasing girls and like having a girlfriend, like breaking up, getting another. like, I wanted just a cliche high school life so bad that I would watch like dazed and confused, like on repeat in my alone, in my room. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Grass is always greener. I don't think anyone ever had the perfect. It's just a fantasy. Except for maybe Tim.
1: (laughs) I mean, Tim was like rapping at other high schools and shit. I'm like,
0: I don't know. It just seems like he's always fucking been able to just have fun. Well,
1: so your your your, your high school life wasn't like that, like the fucking like dazed and confused. Um, Pete, what was your high school life like? Yeah, he.
0: Yeah, he. Yeah he served a lot. Pete surfed. I mean he doesn't have a mic so you can't just ask questions to people that but yeah like dude. I'm just
1: curious dude. no
0: like honestly like my high school career would have seemed I bet you so many people were like wish they could have been in my situation you know like my house really? was like party central I was yeah. friends with everyone I was selling weed I was making music I was like that's awesome had like yeah, you say it's awesome, but like, I, there was, I was mentally tortured on a daily basis by like, well, also just kind of like numb and like just using a lot and, you know, So, very,
1: so in sobriety, has your lives
0: progressed in a positive way? Well, before we get to sobriety, I just want to say that like, I think that part of the reason why I wasn't able to just be happy in high school was it's the same reason why I wasn't able to be happy in Hypercrush after high school going for things is because I felt I needed to like get good grades. I felt like I needed to like make money. You cared about your grades? Dude, I had a I didn't give a fuck about my grades. I, I, I got all I got straight A's one semester. No way. Straight up. In like a 11th wild. grade. Wow. I graduated with like a 3.6 grade point average Whoa. Yeah, while selling weed and like partying <laughs> every night and like, that just like, up. cause that in my, cause that was like a part of winning, right? Like it wasn't just like be the best skater, which I definitely was one of them, you know, have the hot chicks, sell the weed make the music but also get good grades because that I wasn't too, I wasn't a fucking idiot to think that like it wasn't important to do good in school which in retrospect it wasn't nearly as important as I thought it was I thought that was going to be like my key t- to like success so I like did it I did whatever I needed to do to get good grades which was a lot of cheating you know what I mean like <laughs> I literally would cheat off Tim a lot low key cuz he was like really smart And he wouldn't study and still get, I'm like kind of (laughs) stupid. I would like study forever. And like, I, I grind, I go hard, but I'm not like naturally like book smart, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think high school is ever what it seems Mm. on the other side of things. You know,
1: I feel like Hollywood is just implanted. I just, I mean, like I base a lot of my life on movies. Yeah, like Days Confused, movie, like that's. It's not real. No. It's a fantasy. Take it
0: away. So yeah, no, Days Confused loved it. Amazing movie. And he, did, he did a new one called um, Everybody Wants Some. I've heard Have it. you seen that? How new is it? Pro. Oh. It's basically like Dazed and Confused part two. So, Days to Confuse is it takes place in, this, in the in the in the in the eighties, yeah, and it's like football, yeah. This movie it takes place in the 70s. is the seventies, and it's 70s. baseball. Which one? Dazed and Confused. Okay, so Days to Confuse is the, is the late seventies, and it's football in high school, right? Yeah, everybody wants some is in the 80s and it's baseball and college it's the same
1: director yes
0: richard link when did this come out a couple years ago wow it's
1: literally was in theaters amazing
0: yeah it's just as good as days confused in some ways better like just like slapping each other on the ass like the dude has like a blonde mustache and he's like what you got some you got you, you, you got some dirt on your lip yeah, and they're all like unknown, like no name actors. Like one of one of the guys, they're listening to the Pink Floyd album "Metal," which I have. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's
1: really fucking. They should good. do one for the nineties. 2016. Like when? Well, that was kind of Boyhood. Boyhood was my life, dog. Yeah, that's kind of his Boyhood 90s was movie.
0: literally my life. That's his nineties movie. It was oh, your fuck. life. Fuck. What? That's the same guy. That's Richard Linklater. He did. Come on, dog. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. The same guy. If you're a, a, are you a true content. fan of
1: cinema? Nope. Don't fucking ask me that, Pat.
0: Well, I mean, come on. Richard Linklater's one of the greats. Yeah, he worked on that movie for like almost 15 yeah, years, Yeah, it's the bro. same actors. And yeah. Oh, my I, God. That, that, also, Richard Linklater did a trilogy called Before Sunset. Yeah, with the After Sunset. And it's the
1: same concept, of the act, same actors. Yeah, over he a actually,
0: you know too. what? I think that it's funny because I'm working on, on, on a movie and actually Wickham's helping a lot. He's, um, DPing and, I, I, it's, um, you know, you're helping out in any capacity you can since it's an independent project. And we're kind of figuring out how to make a movie as we make one. But I think that Richard Linklater could be like, the biggest inspiration, even though I'm referencing like natural born killers and train spotting and fight club because it's very dialogue driven. Yeah. And Richard Linklater movies. Those are are my favorite types of movies. It's dialogue driven. They're heavy. Like me and Noah are going through the script thinking this has way too much dialogue in it, but it's like that kind of a movie where it's like, it's not plot
1: driven. It's dialogue driven.
0: Yeah, I mean there is a plot but it's a, it's a lot about yeah. you're talking a lot about like recovery, sobriety, um, you know, why it's music and just, you know, the relationship between two alcoholics, you know. Do you never tag me in any of your posts? But That's funny. <laughs> it's funny sus is complaining I don't tag him, but like Ricky, Loki has been with us for 4 years almost and like I don't tag him nearly enough.
1: Dude, he tags you in everything. Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. You, gotta,
0: you, 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 gotta, you <laughs> can't get greedy with the tags. I, I don't even know what you're referring to, though. Are you logged into my Instagram? Tag, tag yourself. And will you post one from tonight? So you want to call that a wrap? Yeah, we could, we could wrap that one on um, definitely go see Everybody Wants some. Yeah, dude, I'm 100%. That's right. the takeaway that from this. And listen to No Effects of the Decline. And we yeah. can talk about it on the next podcast. Damn. I sent you a text. It's yep. the greatest punk song I've written. Or, you know, one of the greatest songs I've written. Lit. are It's better than Drugs Are Good by No Effects.
1: All right, let's Peace. wrap.